Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of TV is Our Real Mom. I'm Dave. I'm Katie. And you are listening to our weekly Survivor Recap podcast in which we share our thoughts on the latest episode of Survivor. And last night we had episode two of Survivor Game Changers entitled uh, Survivor Jackpot. And that line comes from our buddy Malcolm talking about how him and Varner uh, basically hit the Survivor jackpot last night. Didn't have to do anything, just fell face first into uh, an excellent camp, basically. Yeah, they crushed that swap. They really did. They got all the numbers. They got all the goods. Nothing wrong with that swap for them. Nothing wrong at all. And real quick, I just want to say uh, sorry for... Um, I know you're probably missing my rich baritone um, coming through on my sweet microphone, but uh, right now my my PC is down, so that's where I, I can do, you know, I can use like the nice mic and, and all that stuff. So right now I'm just using a webcam, so my sound is not going to be great. Uh, apologies for that, but uh, the show must go on, right? My sound is still luscious and delicious because I have a microphone. <laughs> Yes, it is. You sound amazing. Even though I have to have you super quiet so I don't get too much of an echo effect going on, but uh, you sound great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, you might notice behind me I added some uh, decorative balls. Did you find those um, at an antique store? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super into antiquing, so. Oh, I would never have guessed. <laughs> uh, kind of like uh, our buddy Brad Culpepper. Yeah, boy, who the hell was this guy in this episode? That Brad Culpepper? Apparently, this is the new and improved Brad Culpepper. He's not not terrible. He's not terrible. Yeah, I, I was I was digging Culpepper in this episode. Yeah, I think this episode weirdly gave a lot of the people that got a lot of negative heat before the season a time to shine through a little bit. Whether for the if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we got a lot of focus on like Troyzan. Culpepper, Sierra Don Thomas, Haley Ford, whether we wanted it or not, we got a lot of it tonight. So, yeah, and uh, it's interesting too. I mean, we got a lot of Caleb as well, and it's it's another guy that, you know, coming into the season, we're like, ah, I don't really want to see him play again right now. Uh, but for some reason, when he went home, I found myself like being like, ah, I didn't really want him to go yet. Yeah, it just sucks. I just guess he and Survivor are not meant for each other. Big Brother was was his thing, which is weird. He seems like he's more meant for Survivor. But, you know, you, we, you said we saw a lot of Caleb, but considering this was his boot episode, I feel like we didn't see enough Caleb. Am yeah, I wrong on that? the thing is, he doesn't really, like, seem like he talks much. That's not how I remember him in Big Brother. <laughs> I remember him talking a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe he honed his game a little bit, changed it for, changed his game for Survivor Game Changers, um, maybe decided to play a more quiet game in Survivor. And in Big Brother, you know, they tell you to, to play it up for the cameras, basically. So that, That's true. They feed into it. They feed into the craziness in Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> and they do a little bit on Survivor, but it's not to the same extent. But uh, 
Oh, I was going to say something. That thought slipped away rather quickly. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. No, I just feel like Caleb, you know, he, he didn't, we didn't, they didn't show him fighting that much, except at tribal council, you know? And I feel like Ty working with being stuck on the same tribe as Ty really screwed him. Yeah. Do you think he, he had a pretty good sense that he was going home once he was in that tribal council or was he confident that he would be okay? He said he was 75% sure he was going home in his exit interviews. Okay. But you know what they say about exit interviews? Not canon. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like the, what Ty was saying in that tribal council, I feel like that made it pretty obvious that he was voting for Caleb. Yeah, Ty doesn't have the most finesse of any Survivor player I've ever seen. You know what sucks? And we should, you know, we should talk about the, the tribe breakdowns after the swap. But what I want to say about this new Mana tribe is that Ty is the, the worst player. Or this is a crappy tribe. I mean, as far as, like, survivors go. But these people still run circles around Ty. Like, these are not the A-listers, but they're still just lapping him. Like, he's just... He's just there to be used by somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, am absolutely. I wrong? Am I wrong on that? I don't want to be harsh <laughs> on Ty, but no, I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I think Ty's shown himself to be pretty terrible um, at the game. Uh, just those moments, he just doesn't have that, like you said, finesse. Those moments when, like, we had that moment last week when Sari was talking to him, and she basically could get any piece of information she wanted out of him just by looking at his face. Mm -hmm. You know. And then we have the same kind of situation with him and Brad Culpepper this week when Brad is, you know, talking to him and Caleb out of nowhere, he's like, oh, we keep Caleb for a challenge? You know, like, <laughs> it's like, uh, like, where did that come from? You know, he's just very flustery, tongue-tied. He doesn't have his shit together, basically. He was, I think he was so thrown for a loop by his pre-game friendship with Caleb. Like, being... Stuck on a tribe together, I think, hurt them both because somehow, for some reason, I don't understand this either, is that these tribes that were together for seven days, everybody seems to have this crazy loyalty to, and I don't get it whatsoever. I mean, this is game changers. We're not going to do this, like, season one style, I hope. Like, let's <laughs> not just vote along tribal lines every tribal council. So far, like, when they've gone from two to three tribes... In the past, every single one of those tribal councils, um, someone from the majority goes home. But this season, with Game Changers, they actually voted out a member of the minority. It's like, is this really what's happening? Game Changers, the season of Game Changers, we're going to go back to just playing by the rules? Yeah, um, that's a good call. I'm, I'm wondering how much, like, Brad Culpepper has to do with this vote. Like, we get a good story of him driving this vote, sort of like pushing for Caleb, making it happen. So I, I wonder if it's more than just he's the odd man out or if it's like this is the guy that just Culpepper thinks needs to go to break up, you know, start getting out the Korong people, yet keep around Ty, who is easily manip manipulated. And, uh, yeah, I wonder how much, how much power do you think Brad has in this vote? Is it? I think that Brad got the perfect tribe 
for him to be the leader. Like, I don't know if he necessarily wanted to be the, be the leader, but he got thrown on a tribe where it was just natural for him to assume the leadership position. But I also think that he's fighting it a little bit. Like, if you remember that scene where he's talking to Ty on the beach, he's trying to sway him into getting rid of Caleb, but you can see him physically fighting not to, like, demand that Ty do this. You know what I mean? He's, he's fighting himself. He's trying to find a softer gentler way of saying it so that Ty thinks it's his idea and he, it works but you can see the struggle at least I could when he was talking to him he doesn't want to outright tell him what to do but he needs him to vote out Caleb and I think it's most it's partly the co-wrong thing but I think it's the Ty and Debbie thing mostly Debbie I don't think he ever had to worry about it. I think Debbie's gonna follow Brad into hell and back <laughs> yeah for some reason but Ty, he he could maybe sense Ty slipping away if Caleb stuck around, and that's I think that's why he got rid of him. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Brad, you could sense that he was fighting his nature of uh, assuming the leadership role, but I think he also did an excellent job of the way he communicated with Ty, you know, speaking to what was in Ty's best interest, and it, mm -hmm. it worked incredibly well. Ty seems to have bought it, even if even if it's like true and good, it's good advice coming from Brad Culpepper. It's um, not good advice. It's not good advice to vote out one of your best friends who would have stuck no, by it, you. Well, I guess I could see Culpepper's point that um, if Caleb and Ty go make it to the merge together, everyone's going to go after one of those two because they know they're a tight twosome. But by the time you get to the merge, everybody's got a twosome with somebody. Someone can say that come merge time about Brad and Sierra Don Thomas. Oh, those two are tight. You got to get rid of one of those people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you're right that um, it's not as big of a deal as Brad's making it out to be to tie. Um, but he, he has a point. It's just probably not super relevant. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of rough. I wish they hadn't. And we talked about this before the game even started. I wish they hadn't brought Ty back because he's not meant for this game. He just gets pulled around like a rag doll. The last person to talk to him gets him to do what they want. And it's just, it's not, it's not, for me, it's not that fun to watch. It's, it's, uh, I mean, we get some funny moments um, from Ty, but uh, yeah, it's not super fun. Yeah, I mostly felt annoyed about him this week. Like, I, you know, as far as the edit goes, and I don't know how meaningful the edit even is anymore after the last couple of seasons, but like to have the whole lead up to Tribal Council be basically Ty and Brad Culpepper and Caleb and Haley, they might have been fighting for their lives. We didn't see it though. Like we just saw, we saw it from Ty's perspective. So that gave me the clue that it was going to be Caleb because why else would they be focusing so much on Ty? He doesn't give a shit if Haley goes home. So obviously she's not going home. So it had to be Caleb, but we didn't get it from his perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good read on the edit. It was, I mean, I kind of saw it coming. It bummed me out. I didn't want, I weirdly didn't want Caleb to go home, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm not going to cry about it, but it's just kind of a bummer to see his game end the exact same day that it did last time. Yeah, day nine again, right? Yeah, but at least this time he gets to go on a pre-merge trip with Tony instead of being in a hospital, you know? That's so it's a lot great. better. Yeah. yeah. Definitely better than the hospital. Way better. So it, it worked out a little better for him this time. Yeah.
and like he said in his exit, uh, what do you call that after you get voted out? This, the speech you get. Final words. The final words. Yeah, he's like, you know, I'm I'm leaving here on my own two feet instead of on my back in a helicopter. So, uh, yeah, you yeah. got to feel good about that. Yeah. No, he had a good attitude about it. I don't know yeah, if I mean, it was. A I weirdly like Caleb. Like he's he's a pretty decent guy, at least after Big Brother. Yeah, no. I think getting married helped him. Like getting the crazy stalker guy out of him and getting him a yeah. wife really eliminated most of the bad. He's still a little bit delusional and stuff, but he just he seems like just a nice buff guy. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean People kept mentioning in episode one how big of a threat Caleb was, and I didn't see it, but now I definitely see it. Caleb was a big threat, I think, in the game. If you think back, I think back to some of those first challenges in Korong, and like one specifically where they were running through the water, and he was just leagues ahead of everybody. Like he, And this is why he almost died, because he gives too much. Like He goes mm -hmm. too hard. In Fiji, it's probably not going to kill you, but in, when you're in Cambodia, it might. But anyway... Do you think this was a good move for their tribe, the Mana tribe, the new Mana tribe? Was this the right call? Because now they just got Brad, Ty, Haley, Sierra, and Debbie. <laughs> yeah. Um, as Malcolm pointed out in last week's Tribal Council, there's different levels of challenge strength. Yeah. Um, it's not just about being ripped. But, yeah, you make a good point about Caleb gives 175%. And uh, very specific number. Not one hundred fifty thousand <laughs> percent. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying. Like Caleb gives gives it everything he's got, and that's what you want mm -hmm. um, as a in a challenge teammate. So um, I don't know if you want to keep the tribe strong and win some challenges. I think Ty or uh, Caleb was the wrong choice. Well, yeah, and Caleb said, and this might be bitterness too, but Caleb also said because he did every challenge with Haley. He said Haley's the reason they lost every challenge. So, oh. I mean, that's not going to help them if that's true going forward. Yeah, I mean, Haley basically just is less threatening right now. Yeah, and I, will, I also want to say people in their exit interviews, they don't like her. They don't like Haley? Yeah. That, do you think that means she goes far? I don't know what it means, but you know, have, do you, have you ever read Gordon Holmes' exit interviews? When he does them, he asks the people he's talking to to do word association. So, like, you'll say Tony, and then Caleb says crazy or whatever. But <laughs> two out of the three people, when they've said Haley, have said no at all for Haley. So, no at all. Yeah. So I just and don't not think. Like, not, not like Rob and Steven know it all. Mm -hmm. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Certainly not because she's seen maybe one season of Survivor. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so yeah I, just, she... I don't think she's well-liked. Yeah, okay. I could see it. I'm not crazy about Haley so far. I wasn't impressed. I don't think she did anything to save herself. I think it was just they wanted to get rid of Caleb. Um, she did plead her case that Beast Mode Cowboy was more dangerous. Because um, he was better in challenges? Basically, um, and then Caleb says something right after her that essentially says, you know, I am a bigger threat and Haley is um, easy to manipulate or something like that. And I felt like Jeff Probst, with his comment, 
did he like misunderstand what she said or what Caleb said? Because you know what I don't I'm remember. talking about. No, I don't. Sorry. Yeah, I feel like I feel like probes came back, and he misunderstood what Caleb was saying. He was basically agreeing that he was a bigger threat, and Haley, you know, he was giving reasons why Haley should be kept around. And uh, uh, Jeff screws yeah, up think, sometimes. <laughs> it happens. Sorry, what was that? I'm just saying Jeff screws up sometimes. Yeah, he. I feel like he totally misunderstood it. But uh, Culpepper was proud, proud of Haley as a as a lawyer person. What a gross pride to have. <laughs> lawyer proud of another lawyer. Give me a break. We don't need more. Yeah, that's <laughs> good point. But yeah, that's another. You know, maybe that was one of the reasons that Brad decided to keep Haley because they have a commonality and she's weaker, so he can. Now he's got four people on this tribe. Sierra is apparently his partner in crime. And the other three, or the other, yeah, the other three, he can just kind of lead around. And it's weird because I would have thought, like, the meat shield theory that Jeremy used seems to be, like, a more common thing now. But Culpepper seems to be going the opposite direction and eliminating anyone who holds the same kind of place as he does. Threatens his leadership position. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes sense. I, I don't know. I feel like Culpepper's doing a good job. No, I'm not. I think he's doing, when you compare it to uh, his last go in Survivor, he's doing way better, but I'm just saying he's still kind of playing the same game. He's still kind of just leading the, the tribe, but being more subtle about it. Yeah. I, I feel like he, as subtle as he can be, um, it's still relatively obvious that he's the leader. <laughs> yeah. But I do also think Sierra Don Thomas was pretty bullish also on getting rid of Caleb. She wanted to get rid of him too. So what was her reasoning again? I can't remember. Cause they're the co-wrong for thing. Cause of Caleb and Ty's friendship. Apparently she made a whole big stink at tribal council about how uh, Ty was at Caleb's wedding and then Caleb tried to say, well, you and Haley were on the same season. You both have matching tattoos. What does that say? And Sierra threw That's why Sierra threw out the, oh, me and Haley have no relationship whatsoever. It's but interesting, though. She, she did that in confessional as well. And said what? She said that her and Haley do not speak outside of the game. So I feel yeah. like that that's, actually, that's true. Mm -hmm. No, I think it is true as well. But I don't. So she was able to put aside whatever stuff she has with Haley because she saw Caleb as more of a threat. So he and she and Brad are on the same page there, but they both really wanted Caleb gone. Right. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, this is the right. This is the worst of the the, the new tribes. This mono tribe. It's like yes. all the, all the people that maybe didn't really deserve the title of game changers got thrown on a, on a tribe together. So we should talk about the other two tribes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to talk about Debbie at all. Debbie sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for being a brain, Debbie says some stupid shit. You mean like, right. uh, this is a dictator, <laughs> dictatorship, majority rules. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Majority rules is democracy, right? Yeah, that's pretty much the definition of democracy. A dictatorship is I tell you all what to do. A dictatorship is like Debbie 
being up there and telling the rest of them what to do. That's the opposite of majority rules, right? It's one person rules. Yeah, I'm I'm just surprised because I thought Debbie was a brain, so I don't know. I don't know how Debbie got put on the brains tribe because if maybe if you meet a certain number of jobs, you just people assume you're a brain, but I think it means you're a nut job. <laughs> I think it was that one job that she did where she was like a lab science lab worker person or something that they were able to play that up and call her a brain because she's like a pseudo scientist. I think pseudo is a good word there. I don't know how <laughs> how scientist she really is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not liking Debbie this season. I mean, I was it's both her and Ty. I was okay with them their first time. I don't think they have any business here. The only co-wrong person I really wanted to see was Aubrey, and she was invisible this week, so whatever. But anyway, <laughs> we should talk about the tribe that she's on. You want to talk sure. about Nuku? Yeah, let's talk about Nuku. Is that right? Yeah. The new Nuku has JT, Malcolm, Varner, Aubrey, Sandra, Michaela. And the, this is the tribe we, the like, the whole episode just about was focused around them. Yeah, because it's an amazing tribe. Look at that configuration of people. It's like the opposite <laughs> of the Mana tribe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing tribe for sure. And they have a lot of interesting, like, camp life stuff going on. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> they have the luxurious camp. Um, and then what did you think about JT's little ruse to try to find the idol? First of all, was it right of him to look for the idol? Obviously it was, yeah. Um, he obviously is seeing things along tribe lines, like you said, sticking to the original. Everybody you know. is. Yeah. So he's seeing things that way. And apparently he feels strongly enough that those five are going to stick together and vote him out. Um, so I don't know. I guess it depends on how accurate that is. How, if he's reading it right, maybe he is then get looking for an idol any way you can, even if they know you're looking for it. Mm -hmm. maybe that's the right move. I don't know. Yeah, I think both he and Troyzan did the right thing. I mean, they were both really, really screwed. Those are horrible odds. And so they had to look for the idol. And apparently Caleb was looking too. They just did not show it. But um, JT's a little bit though. Like JT's so good at like ingratiating himself with people that that's maybe more what he should have done, but I think he's he's doing that as well. He just wants the idol for for backup. Yeah, I mean, looking for the idol when you're that screwed, it's not a bad move. <laughs> no, because if they're going to just vote you out anyway, you might as well have some protection. Absolutely. Um, do you think if JT managed to slaughter a goat for Sandra, would she have kept him around? No. Sandra's willing to kill a baby goat and its mom to eat it. She's not going to keep you around afterwards. This woman has no mercy. She does not care. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I feel like this is a really bad read by JT on Sandra, thinking that that's going to make a difference with a person like her. She is cutthroat through and through. Yeah. And she doesn't shit. She'll gladly eat the goat that you kill for her. And then vote you and out the next day. Exactly. So I thought it was kind of funny <laughs> that he thought that was an actual thing. Yeah, that's a good point. However, I do think there might be other reasons for Sandra to consider keeping JT around because he's the only other winner left. 
And so them working together isn't a bad idea, but we never got to see how Sandra felt about that. And Sandra, again, is someone who's like, as long as it's not me, I'll gladly vote out JT. Hey, that rhymed. But um, <laughs> so I don't know what she's thinking. She's just thinking she's hungry. But what killed me is this is the tribe that had four chickens on it. What do they need to kill a mother and baby goat for? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're talking about have, hitting the survivor jackpot, and yet uh, they're starving enough where they want to kill some goats. Um, granted, I mean, some goat meat would be substantial. Um, is that very even a thin. thing? Have you ever had goat What's meat? That? Is that even oh, yeah. a thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When have you had goat meat? Um, lamb is similar, isn't it? I suppose. I don't think they're quite the same, but I think they're the same family. Is this like how you thought a camel and a llama were the same thing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much same <laughs> thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, I have that lamb though, and it is it's delicious. It is good, yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever. Goat probably tastes very similar, but that when he picked up that baby, I was like, this is taking a dark turn I wasn't even prepared <laughs> for. Like, I thought yeah. it was just going to be a regular goat, but then. So it, it was nice to see them have a diplomatic discussion about it. And it was nice to see that everybody, even JT, who's like a rough and tumble farm guy, was like, no, I can't do this. This is a mama and a baby. So that was nice. That was nice for them to reach the decision and calm Sandra's bloodlust for the moment by giving her a chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Malcolm says it, they're going through the goat version of Bambi, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he has a good way of putting it. He's not wrong. Not yeah. Wrong. Um, I like how Michaela too, basically, you know, said that, was that Michaela that said this, that Sandra, what she can see why Sandra was casted as a villain or whatever. Yeah. No, <laughs> Sandra's cold. Make no mistake about it. It kind of brings that whole, anybody but me thing it puts it more into perspective like sandra is tunnel vision laser focus nobody matters but sandra and that's how she's won yeah and like malcolm said too she doesn't give a damn and that that applies for her as a person in like her real life it's just like who she is as he's finding out he said yeah so. and i think that's a good attitude to have in survivor but don't go killing the wildlife, you know. At least <laughs> the moms and the babies don't don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad they didn't end up doing that. That's a little much. They probably don't need to be doing that, especially so early in the game. And they would have had Peta raining down fire upon them. Like Sia would not be coming to the finale if they had killed that goat. Right. Um, I do like though that we're getting some of this. Sometimes I miss the survivor stuff. You know, like the the real life, like these people are starving, like what will they do to keep themselves alive and whatnot? Like, I like that we got some of this, it's old school, it's kind of, it's fun to see this stuff again. Yeah, it's nice to see like a little Lord of the Flies style debate take place. Um, but yeah, again, I just have to think, it, this is Survivor, it's not an actual life or death situation, you know? It, you're gonna eat a burger in a like at the very most month. So, I mean, can you live without the goat? <laughs> yeah. Chances are, uh, if, I, if I you're here, if they kill. Yeah, it's just the mom and it's yeah. the Bambi. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not a hunter either, so I can't. 
But I eat meat. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not. I'm some holy vegan over here. I just the thought of it is too much. And I think the most of the world is with us on that, except Sandra. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that tribe, like I thought, but by the preview, they kind of made you think that somebody from this tribe was going to go home. But I was like, they have JT, they have Malcolm, they have Michaela. They're not going to lose again, are they? And no, they kind of smoked, smoked everybody. So. Yeah, I don't know where I got it in my. It was just the preview. Yeah, like when you when they're the only tribe we get to see in the preview, you tend to think like, oh, that's like who the whole story is going to be about, but. It, turned out it had nothing to do with the who's going home story yeah i don't think they wanted to give away more than one of the tribes like ooh, that mana tribe with Haley and sierra don thomas that was a real secret it's a good thing they kept that under wraps it was a mind blower <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely anyway should we move on to the new tavua tribe um yeah did we do we cover there there was quite a bit going on in in that Newton? tribe. Well, okay, yeah, what, what do you think about JT's chances? Is he as screwed as he seems to think he is? Uh, I don't feel good about it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling they're setting JT on a, on a story right now. Okay. Like, like they're giving I him something. MVP, well, I know that Malcolm said before the game he wanted to work with JT, that they had things in common. I think they could be friends. It'd be interesting to see those two battle it out. You know what I mean? Like, no, no disrespect to Stephen Fishback, but think of like if JT and Malcolm went to the end together. They're both like really well spoken and charming. They have a lot of the same qualities. It'd be interesting to see that that battle. Yeah, that no, that would be awesome. I would love to see that as final two. Or what, what about like a final? JT, sorry. Yeah, but what if somehow you end up with a final three of like Malcolm, Ozzy, and JT? <laughs> wow, that'd be quite a decision to make. Someone, oh, that would be tough. Someone who's won, someone who's come second, gotten second place, fourth place, and then another person who's gotten fourth place. I don't know. I think yeah, Malcolm you... would win. I mean, Malcolm's Malcolm is king right now. I think... His confessionals are amazing, and that's just good for us. But, I mean, he's also just – he really is a charmer. He's – hes we're witnessing him charming the pants off of everybody, you yeah. know. Yeah. Do you think that the elimination of Caleb had anything to do with word getting around that Caleb was Malcolm's guy? Um, I think that had a little bit to do with it. Um, I'm sure the word got around at least – Maybe Ty even was the one to share what Caleb told him about how he was tight with Malcolm and Varner on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that played into their decision to ultimately vote Caleb out. Yeah, it didn't hurt their decision anyway. No. So yeah, I don't know what to think about JT. I'm very confused because I don't think he's in as much trouble as they want it to seem right now. Yeah. Um, we, in the preview for next week, we get footage of JT talking to Malcolm saying, Hey, Sandra's dangerous. Let's go after her. I guess it, it's, we don't know if that's going to work for him or not, I guess. 
Next week looks bananas, by the way. Not to jump ahead too far, but anyway. <laughs> no, it really does. I mean, two tribal councils. Yeah. Jeff Probst. I've never seen Jeff Probst with a look like that at tribal council. Like, yeah, what, the, could, the, what could make that happen? He's yeah, the way he moved his head. His head was, like, upside down at one yeah. point. He was like... <laughs> I'm trying to think of who could elicit that reaction in him, but we'll find out, I suppose. Yeah, we'll find out. These weeks take so long to go by between Survivor episodes. They will go by. Are you ready to talk about Tavua now? Yeah, I just, so, yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was pretty much the goats and the idol hunting. That was the big stuff on yeah. that Nuka Trap. Yeah, so we covered that. We did, yeah. Yeah. So Tavua is the new tribe where they had to start from scratch. And I find this tribe very interesting, so I'm kind of bummed we didn't get to spend a lot of time there. But there was a lot of awesome stuff going on with Nuku, so it's okay. But I think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on at Tavua as well. For example, now all of a sudden, Ozzy wants to work with Suri. Like, why wasn't he able to put his stuff aside right away and work with Suri? Like, now he has to. He's got no choice. But, mm -hmm. so, like, if he's able to do that, why didn't he just do that in the first place? Well, I think it's just him adapting to the situation. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He was in a position where I think it would have been easy for him to get Suri voted out before. Now it's looking like he's probably in more danger going after her than he's going to be better off teaming up with her, I think. And I think it's the right move for now. It's just a question of can Ozzy rally troops against her when he needs to? Can he sniff it out at the right time? I don't know if he's capable of that. Yeah, there was a very telling secret scene. Um, with Zeke and Zeke was saying how he was pissed that he got put on the new beach. But then he looked around and saw that he was with Andrea, Sari and Sarah, the three people he trusted the most. So if those are the four, Ozzy screwed. Yes. And Zeke uh, is much more in control that, uh, once again than we thought. Right. Um, yeah. One thing, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but in episode one, you see Zeke and Andrea hug and they really play up the fact that they don't know each other, but we know that they already played this like survivor Brooklyn game together. Yeah. So they've already like played together. They really know each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know how many people out there know that they have a previous relationship. I would bet. I don't know. I want to say maybe Malcolm does because he's, more of a super fan than he lets on. Um, but yeah, other I don't think Ozzy does. Uh, Sari, I don't know how much of like a super hardcore super fan she... Yeah, you're right. There's probably not only a couple out there that would be aware of that Survivor Brooklyn's even a thing. Yeah, and I, I just thought that was interesting if you watch that. They're on the same tribe together. When you watch when they hug each other, they're really acting like they don't know each other yet. Yeah, no, that's smart. Very smart. So they're they're probably working together pretty closely. But uh, Andrea's acting skills were not so good when Troy Zan came up to her, though. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And I think it says more about um, how much better Troy Zan is than we thought. I think. Well, I mean, even I can read. You know, when you know that feeling when someone's just being fake and like just talking to you just to like appease you and get make you go away 
Like yes, that was, I know that, that was, feeling very well. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? But that feeling was just rank off of her. Like, it's, could, could she not have tried harder? Like, make him feel like he's in with you. He doesn't really actually have to be. Like, talk to the guy. Have an actual conversation. Don't just be like, yeah, of course. No, yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. That's like the fakest stuff you can come up with. Yeah, I uh, I agree. <laughs> she was really fake, and it was pretty obvious. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I'm high on Troyzan right now. I like the I like. Like him. I said, this was a showcase episode for your unsung heroes, unsung <laughs> game changers. Well, like There's... last week, I was really high on Troyzan, right? Were you? Yeah, you were. Look, everybody loves an underdog, and he's an underdog now. And oh. as long as he keeps pl playing it like this, it's fine. But when he starts having temper tantrums and claiming this is his island, that's where I don't like him. But yeah. <laughs> so what'd you think of his idol grab? He, I didn't think he was going to get it. Oh my God. That was amazing. Like I was just <laughs> blown away. Like I really thought he was going to get caught in that act. But you know, it, made, bad. I mean, it did, it did. It seemed to go on forever. But when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense for him to be celebrating that much or to be that like affected by the victory because they were this close to losing. And if they had lost, Troy Zan would be going home as far as they know. So it made sense for him to like take a moment and like let it sink in. And it was bordering on too long of a moment, but he got it finally. Yeah, he, he really got lucky there because... Uh... Uh, like right after he wins the challenge and he starts like pounding on the on the puzzle right uh -huh. going for the grab and ozzy immediately starts walking towards him because he wants ozzy i think wants to bond with like the other alpha male mm -hmm. athletic guy sort of on winning the challenge and he walks towards him and he almost like goes around the table but he mm -hmm. sort of like sees troyzan having this moment oh. and uh, he kind of it was funny because, like, Ozzy sort of, like, pounds on the table with him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Troyzan, yeah. <laughs> sort of follow Troyzan's lead. He's like, yeah, this is a good idea. Pound the puzzle. <laughs> I haven't and, even uh, noticed that. <laughs> yeah, um, it was great. But then, you know, he sees him having this moment, and luckily Ozzy turns around and starts hugging everybody else. Um, everybody's looking at Troyzan doing this thing for quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But eventually they're like, oh, he's just super relieved. They leave him alone. They turn around, and he's able to – it's amazing that he was able to pull this off. I really thought yeah. he was going to get caught. So did I. And, like, part of me was, like, dreading it because what happens when someone's caught trying to do this? Like, we haven't seen it happen yet. I thought this might be the time, but he managed it. Well, yeah, I mean, all these people have seen second chances, I'm sure. So now we're in a season where people know this is a possibility for where idols could be hidden. But I also think they've waited long enough that... I guess these people haven't seen Gen X and Millennials at this point, so they don't know that they didn't do it there. But yeah, it seems like it's been a while since they've done it, so maybe they forgot. No, yeah, I mean, they didn't seem to be thinking about it, yeah. um, which is good for Troy Zan. Uh, yeah, I just can't believe he, he was able to grab that thing. It's amazing. So now the question is, what does he do with it? Does he show it to um, someone and try to form, get something going, or does he just wait until Tribal Council? I think he's going to have to play it. Without telling anybody? Probably. Um, real quick, though, while I'm thinking of it, I thought it was like a real 
like we kind of missed out on something here, a chance for something really cool to happen. If mm -hmm. those guys did lose, mm -hmm. you know, it almost doesn't matter. Like Troy Zan almost doesn't have to hide the idol at that point because he's the target. I think it would have been really cool. Like they lost and he just grabs it and puts it around his neck. And says, and he's not like, going home tonight, guys. Yeah, he's like, sorry. <laughs> like they lost, but he gets an idol. You know what I'm saying? True, but at the same time, you lose your opportunity to like idle someone out of the game if you do that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're in a terrible position in the entire game after that. Yeah, uh, but it would just it would just would have been amazing television. You know, it would have been good. <laughs> yeah, and there's still chances for it to happen. Chances are there's still two other idols that can be found at challenges if someone finds the clues. I thought they were saying that idols are hidden in a variety of ways this season. So it was just the green tribe's idol that was hidden at a challenge? Um, that's a good question. I don't think they place it. No, they, they don't. don't. They don't place it unless you find the clue. Exactly. But are you saying the other two idols are not going to be associated with challenges? Um, they were prepared. I feel like they were prepared to do the same thing with the other tribes this challenge. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that clue is very specific to this yeah. challenge. It had a diagram and everything, so that yeah. means they have to go pull the clues mm -hmm. and either put new ones. My thought is, someone already found an idol this way. The next idol is going to be hidden in a different way. Oh, interesting. You're probably right. Yeah. So that next idol will be. At in tribal. a well or something. <laughs> What's that? At Tribal Council. <laughs> yeah, no, didn't uh, Jeff specifically say they were going to do that this time? Yeah, I'm dying to see what that's going to look like. That's awesome. I love it. Maybe it's the, in that little lighthouse. Maybe that's why they made a little enclosed area for the voting this year. Because they're oh going to put a little idol in there somewhere. Wouldn't that be something? Dude, that would be awesome. You're like your last second saving grace is right there in the voting booth. But wouldn't that mean the first person to vote gets it? They probably don't make it obvious. I don't know. No, yeah, you probably have to, I mean, maybe there's already one in there, like behind them and up high or something. Maybe. That's great. Yeah. I don't know. So you think he should just wait until they maybe go to tribal council and just idle somebody out? Um, I'm not really sure what his best move is. Um, there's a couple ways you can use it. I mean, so many ways you can use it, but um, as far as the best way, you can either either wear it around your neck and be like Russell Hance or Malcolm or something. Well, I'm talking specifically about Troyzan. Like, what are his options here? That's Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Like, you don't see anybody he could go up to and be like, like, don't you think he should go to Ozzy and be like, hey, because Ozzy's probably that's on the one, outs as yeah. well. That, that's one of the options, yeah. I mean... You can either wear it around your neck and say, don't vote me out, or you can go up to somebody, use it as a trust builder, um, or you can just keep it a secret and idle somebody out of the game. Yeah. Um, what do you think the best option is? I honestly don't know. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Ozzy and Troyzan are kind of a natural pair. I feel like he should tell Ozzy, but then Ozzy might tell Sari. But I think Ozzy knows better than to tell Sari because if you tell Sari something like that, you don't know what she's going to do with it, you know? Yeah, I don't think – I think personally uh, Troyzan's best move here is to keep the idol a secret. And 
that way, if it's obvious that it's going to be him, he can choose whoever he wants to vote out of the game. Right. Because you only need his vote. The vote yeah. splitting thing isn't going to work, right? Uh, you you could explain that to me. I don't know how that works. Well, they have five, so they're not going to be able to tie. So whoever so they has go three. three, two, and Troyzan just has one. So whoever the two votes were for. But if Troyzan get Troyzan gets wind of who they're splitting the votes with, he can tie it up, and then he and the other person are immune. Oh yeah, unless they can come to consensus. But they won't, because Troyzan and whoever they vote for. I'm yeah. already lost. But anyway. <laughs> I think it could be interesting. Maybe that's what happens next week. I'm, you know, chances are this tribe is going to go. Well, maybe not. Mon is definitely going to tribal council next week. <laughs> but yeah, it just... Um, I just, I feel like that idol has to come out next week. Really? Yeah, Troyzan is the obvious person. Well, unless Nuku also goes to tribal council, in which case JT is the obvious person. Yeah, I guess they, they might win. They could win immunity. Good point. Yeah, I suppose that's possible. Um, I just here I am assuming that they're going, you know. What did you make of their decision, the Nuku Beach, to take the tarp and the pillows and stuff when they already have a lot of stuff? Did you think they did that just to weaken the other tribe? Like, oh, enjoy your hot sauce. That's really going to help you in the next challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, I probably, yeah. I, I thought it was funny that... Uh, Malcolm, though, he, he just jumped right in. He basically was, he made the decision immediately before anyone. It oh, didn't really? sound like, maybe they talked before, maybe they discussed before, we didn't see that. But I'm it's, sure it's, they it's, did. A lot of discussion happens before these challenges. They just yeah, don't Malcolm show it because it's boring. It made him look like he was, like, controlling the tribe's decisions or something. I doubt that. It's funny because, you know, JT's on the outs, but didn't you get the vibe that JT was kind of the leader? I mean, he's not actually the leader, but he was kind of like, oh, hey, guys, let's do this. Let's do this. Maybe he's just being a good host. Yeah. No, I think he's just being a nice southern gentleman. I don't know what it is about JT, but I just love him. I don't want him to go anywhere. He's extremely likable. He's got, he's got that charm. He and Malcolm both do. It's weird that they're on the same tribe together. And then they got Varner. Like, you should see the secret scene where Varner's talking about how bad he wants to eat the chicken. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really enjoyed like that moment when Malcolm and Varner are, you know, talking about how awesome, you know, their survivor jackpot. Just mm -hmm. that like that funny connection they have there, mm -hmm. and they're like they're they're hanging balls on the damn trees. Like that's <laughs> how much time they have, or you know how good they have. Yeah, but it. then, but then on the new Mana tribe, Brad rolls into that beach with the same balls. Where did he get them? Yeah, we're. <laughs> Where are these balls coming from, man? Is there an antique shop there on the island that only Brad Culpepper knows about that sells specializes in these balls with ropes on them? Yeah, there's a there's a Fiji antique shop just down the beach a little ways. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. They have an infinite supply of underreported story in the Survivor pregame. I guess so. About the antique shop. Well, Monica would be proud <laughs> that he's antiquing there on the island. What would Monica do? WWMD. She would uh, decorate the trees with glass spheres. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Well, we've talked about the tribes. We've talked about Mana's shortcomings. Uh, 
Is there anything you specifically want to talk about? We've talked about a lot of the things, um, you know, that there were to talk about. I mean, it's a shorter episode. Not as much happened. That I mean, it was really interesting at the beginning, but after the challenge, it was just kind of, you know, it lost a little bit of its steam. Once again, I was kind of surprised by the vote, but um, I'm worried about this. Uh, you know, last week I talked about the curse of the the seven people they brought on stage. Yes, right? the, curse, the curse of the, the stage people. <laughs> yeah, this it's still it's still going. Caleb was there too. Like, would they really be so obtuse? Would they do something like that? I guess uh, we wouldn't know until it happens, you know? I mean, if they merge at 13, that means seven people get eliminated. There were seven people on that stage. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if we get one more person from that group, it's starting to look real Fishy. suspicious. <laughs> but... Uh, it's a bummer I, because Ozzy, Suri, Ozzy and Suri are on that stage. And Sandra. Yeah. Maybe maybe they just did the first three to, as like a sympathy thing. Like, sorry, guys, we brought you back and you got kicked off right away. Let's do this. We'll bring you to California and you can have a good time. But the other four are maybe more local. I don't know where Suri lives. But I know Ozzy lives in California. So maybe they, the rest were just like who was conveniently around. Yeah, that has to play into it somewhat like who is yeah who's in california you know ty lives um, in california the yeah the question is just like what are the numbers here is it four stage people get voted out early and three people move on farther or is it like only one or two of those people go well deeper? i mean Suri and sandra and ozzy and tony were like obvious you obviously bring them out you know because they're the big names for the season so that makes sense, but I'm just getting worried. That's all. Yeah, and they're also obvious early boots because they're threatening, you know? Yeah, like think about if Haley's the next one out. Are they going to bring Haley and put her on that stage? No. Right. <laughs> so maybe next week we'll break. Well, two people are going out next week, so maybe next week we'll break the – we'll know for sure after next week. Yeah, because if, if they're both stage people, then – we're on to that's something. bad. Yeah, that's yeah. really bad. <laughs> really, really bad. Um, so yeah, is there any other bullet points you want to talk about here? Um I I've just got, you know, some funny quotes and stuff. Let's hear um, it. what was uh, what was one of them? <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm I'm not prepared. Um <laughs> Uh, maybe I don't have any. Oh, I guess Haley has a funny quote. Um, she says, America will happen if I'm to be here tomorrow. No, she said a miracle. That's what I thought it was. Oh, a miracle. That's Thank what you. I okay. thought it was, too. No, a lot of people thought that. Even Josh Wiggler tweeted that. He's like, did any did anyone else just hear America will happen? Because that's what it sounded like. But oh apparently she said a miracle will happen. I think oh, she's not a... I was convinced she said america like as a reference to america her season, the tribe america or whatever that's exactly what i thought too and uh, even though i should have realized that's not what she said because i mean that doesn't make any sense <laughs> well she also said the thing about the cobra and that didn't make any sense either so uh i don't know 
she gets some some footage in this episode of her talking about how she's going to lay low and the vote's going to flip to Caleb. And then they immediately cut to a shot of a snake. <laughs> so I think they're playing up that, uh, that subtle storyline of Haley being a snake in the grass. I don't think Haley had anything to do. I don't think the coat, excuse me, I don't think the vote flipped to Caleb. I think it was always going to be Caleb. Ty was the only one who was trying to get it to not be Caleb for a while. Yeah, I, I don't think she did, but I'm just saying, like, if Haley is going to go deep, the type of story they're building for her. So you're still high on Haley? I'm still high on her going really far. I don't think she's going to win. Okay. Yeah, because uh, nobody likes her, like you said. That's true. For whatever reason. All right, I'm just going to step away for just a second. I will be right back. Okay. Um, maybe I can... Fill up some time here. Um, I I like how Ty exfoliated his face with all the sand. I think he was just stressing out, but uh, it kind of looked like he was uh, doing some skincare while he was while he was out there. Um, yeah, there's some uh, good. We didn't really talk about how Ty and Caleb kissed like two times in this episode. Um, that awkward intro part where Ty says he's still waiting for his kiss and, uh, Caleb, what does he do? I think Caleb sticks out his cheek and he's like, Ty, lay one on me. Um, kind of awkward, but it was pretty funny. Um, also the way Caleb kisses Ty's dome before he, uh, exits travel council. Pretty good stuff there. This would be more interesting to be talking about this with Katie, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. Katie, is you there? Are you there? I'm sorry about that. My computer was lower than I thought on battery. <laughs> oh, yeah, right on. My bad. Um, I, I don't know. I just kind of talked about how Ty had funny, some funny moments, you know. I talked about how he exfoliated his face with sand. Yeah, they really focused on that for a really long time. What was that yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And uh, we didn't talk about the Ty kissing stuff, Ty and Caleb kissing. There were two kisses in this episode. Yeah, the second one I was more okay with because it showed that Caleb was a good sport. But, like, it's bad enough they ended up on a tribe together and Probes has to be like, hey, kiss him. Show everybody that you're together. Like, that was unnecessary. I don't think Probst was the first one to say it. I think Ty said, I'm still waiting for my kiss. Oh, but he did call but Ty Probst, and Caleb out. He, he was. He was like, are you happy to see your friend Caleb? And then Ty's like, I'm still waiting for my kiss. You know, like, <laughs> and yeah. uh, Caleb, you know, sticks out his cheek and Ty lays one on him. Yeah, that's what it, this is what I feel bad for Caleb about because pregame, like, there was a story going around about how Ty would sit by Caleb, and Caleb, you could see that Caleb, it made him uncomfortable. So Caleb was trying to put a distance between them because he didn't want it to hurt his game, and that literally ends up being the thing that gets him out. And Ty's the one sitting pretty when he was, you know, he was not being as cautious as Caleb was, but he's still in the game. So. Yeah, that, that really sucks. It sucks. For Caleb. Yeah, but... 
apparently he and Tony became really good friends and he said they talk almost every day now. So, Oh, that's cool. And what, what better prize in life? If you can't win Survivor, become BFFs with Tony Vachos. That's a pretty, pretty good second place or not second place. 18th place. <laughs> consolation prize. Yeah. Good consolation prize. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, want to talk at all about that uh, opening, the, the swap, the tribe swap, anything else happening there? Uh, I mean, it was funny that Zeke knew exactly what was about to happen. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was, it, it just seemed early. I wonder if some of them were not expecting it yet, but I have to think a few of them were. Yeah, you, you can tell Sari cares about the outcome of this game because she said she almost had a heart attack. Yeah. She said, yeah. I, I hope somebody knows CPR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it worked out pretty well for her. It just sucks that for some people, like, it really just, it's fate. It's luck. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, like, Tyson was so good at, like, at least when he played Blood versus Water, just walking into the fire and letting whatever happened happen, and, like, it, it worked out for him. Like, if you just go in, and Sandra, too, she claims she's super lucky, so she just goes into stuff like that and just prays for the best without like bringing negativity into it. And I feel like maybe that works out better for those people for some reason. They're just smiled upon because they don't let the fear take a hold of them. No, uh, I think it's the survivor gods. You think so? Yeah, well, like Zeke said, I mean, the gods chose for him. They did, Zeke is sitting very well. Uh, the Survivor yeah. Gods do not like Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Or Troyzan or... JT. JT. <laughs> what did JT ever do? That's the Russell Hans thing. He gave JT a sacrifice to Russell Hans. Hans too, didn't he? JT set, played with the devil in Heroes vs. Villains, and now he's being punished. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else there is to say about this episode. No, I'm I'm good. I'm good on it. I'm good. Do you have some? Do you have an MVP for this episode? Uh, yeah, I give it to uh, Brad Culpepper. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know who else to give it to. Um, I'll give it to JT just because he he's trying. <laughs> or no, I'll give it to Troyzan. I'll give it to Troyzan for doing yeah. that. Yeah, Troyzan finding that idol. Two weeks ago, if you'd have told me we'd have an episode with Brad Culpepper and Troyzan as our MVPs, I would have spit in your face. <laughs> yeah. But so here we true. are. What a world we live in. Yeah. You can see how much Troyzan cares about the game. I mean, he cried when he found That's that. That's true. Crew. And it wasn't even, like, he probably thought it was the idol, and it wasn't even the idol yet. Like, there was still more to do. But he seemed, he was very confident that he'd be able to pull it off. But, yeah, man, can you that, imagine... I just the out of pressure of going to a challenge and that too, on top of winning. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he worded it as, I thought I was about to lose my life. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, I guess your survivor life, yeah, okay. It's been hanging right around up. Caleb too much. Yeah. You don't, don't go to survivor that. to lose your life. <laughs> All right, yeah, so MVPs go to Brad Culpepper and Troy Zand. Definitely Oof. unexpected. That hurts a little bit. <laughs> um, 
What's next, next again? Well, what do we do predictions? now? Predictions. Predictions. <laughs> uh, who do you think? Just name one person you think might go home next week. Obviously, two are leaving, but just take one stab in the dark. Mm, I'll say Sandra. That's a decent guess. Yeah. I said, I said that last week, and she is a stage person, so. I'm going to deviate from the stage, and I'm going to say Haley. Oh, boy. Yeah, I guess if they go again, she's kind of the obvious vote. I mean, like, who else? If the four other people that are running the show, like, who would they turn on? You know? I could see them turning on Ty, just because who wants to deal with that day in and day out, you know? Um, or Debbie, I suppose. Yeah, it sounded like she was more on the outs then. Like, it sounded like Sierra, Ty, and Brad were a threesome, and then Debbie was kind of on the outside of that. But I don't know if that's a true thing or not. Yeah, I mean, Haley is a pretty solid guess, but I could see them, yeah, turning on either Ty or Debbie for sure. Yeah, definitely. Especially if Brad sees something in Haley that's, you know, easy to manipulate. But what's easier to manipulate than Ty? <laughs> yeah, touche. Nobody. Uh, but I am excited to see what uh, has probes so worked up. Do you want to, should we take a guess on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, probes has seen plenty of idle plays, right? So it can't just be like an idol, right? It's got to be something somebody says that's just off the wall. And I'm trying to think of who would say something crazy. I'm like, guessing Barner and Sandra. Like, those two are going to be talking, and that's going to get Probst worked up. That's true. Those two could definitely say something. I don't know who else. Debbie, maybe? Debbie could say something crazy. Who might say something stupid? You know, Tony's gone, so and Caleb's gone. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who, like Ty, could say something stupid. You maybe. know, I can see probes just being flummoxed that at some of the stuff that comes out of Ty's mouth. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my money's on Ty or Debbie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, is that it? That's it. All right. Um, that'll do it for this episode of uh, TV is Our Real Mom, the Survivor Recap Podcast. Um, once again, apologies for my sound. Hopefully it sounds okay. I don't know yet if it's going to sound decent. Um, my apologies for my computer dying. <laughs> hopefully we get some of these things figured out next week and uh, <laughs> we'll be back at it to recap. Um, how, Katie, you've been working on the Twitter machine at all? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Good, good work. There's some tweets on there now. I did some of the tweeting. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, follow us at Twitter, at Twitter. <laughs> our, our, our handle is at Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Follow us at, at, at TV Twitter. is our real mom. That's the actual <laughs> handle. Yeah. There you go. And uh, please hit uh, subscribe, thumbs up, all that good stuff. And we appreciate we will, uh, it. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week when we break down the old double tribal council episode. Woohoo! All right, have a good one, guys. Adios.